everyone. Welcome back to the Project Public Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Erica and I'm so excited that you are joining us today. Today I have a very special guest, one of my very own patients, Kelly Shakirian with us today. Hey Kelly. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. So we just wanted to hear from you about your specific journey with pregnancy, with labor and delivery, and then how your postpartum experience was, if there was anything that you really struggled with, um, what you wish you would have known, but yeah, we're just going to dive right in. So can you tell us a little bit about um, your pregnancies? Uh, how many kids do you have? How did those go for you? Yeah, um, I had three pregnancies with four children. So I have four little boys and they were relatively back to back. First pregnancy, pretty standard. It was a vaginal delivery um, with some uh, interesting things thrown in at the end postpartum. Yes. But uh yeah and then my second pregnancy i actually walked into that feeling really great i actually worked out at village fitness um after my first kid and i felt really strong and really good going into that pregnancy great pregnancy i was really excited for another vaginal delivery and kind of like a redemption one from my first one um but ended up having placenta previa and had to deliver my second uh c-section which was a whole new world to me. I, you know, yeah, it was a whole new Mm -hmm. healing experience Mm -hmm. after a C-section. And then, yeah, I got quickly pregnant with my twins after that, five months postpartum, Mm -hmm. and found out I was pregnant with twins, and it was already just a high-risk pregnancy being twins, and then the fact that I had just had surgery five months prior. Mm So, um Praise the Lord, we made it through the whole pregnancy, 36 and a half weeks, healthy delivery, another C-section, and yeah, lots of, I still feel very postpartum four years later. We like to talk in pelvic floor PT that once you've had a baby, you're always postpartum, so you definitely still fall into that category. Um, Tell us a little bit about your experience having a C-section. I know a lot of moms, after they have a vaginal delivery, they want to continue on with that. And it can kind of be a game changer when they have to do a C-section instead. Um, So tell us a little bit about how that was for you. How did you kind of process through that? Yeah, um, I kind of knew about 20 weeks into my pregnancy that it was a possibility that I was going to have to have a C-section. And so... Honestly, I'm really grateful that I knew so early on because my OB did a really good job of kind of, okay, this is potentially what we're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. But he was also really respectful of my wishes of really wanting to have a vaginal delivery. Um, and so up until literally the very last minute, he did an ultrasound to make sure, you know, we maybe could move it to vaginal. He's like, if your ser- or if your placenta moves, we'll do, we'll mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, But I am really grateful. I do think my first pregnancy, I I had a midwife. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I learned so much from my midwife to kind of prepare me going back into, uh, how would you say it, like the medical Mm -hmm. way of delivering children? I don't know how everyone want to say that. Yeah, the traditional way of delivering in a hospital setting. In a hospital setting, Mm -hmm. yes. And so I feel like I had a good grip on kind of how I wanted to explain my wishes Mm -hmm. of the C-section process to my OB, which I really don't think I would have had Mm -hmm. the ability to, you know, explain those wishes had I not been to a midwife before. 
Um, but he was great. And I mean, for all purposes, the C-section was amazing. He gave me, I asked, you know, can you please put the baby on me immediately Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. post C-section so I can have skin to skin. Mm -hmm. And he did. He respected all my wishes. I delayed cord clamping, you name it. He did all that I wanted post C-section, um, and made it feel like a very great process. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm just thankful for him and that he did that for me. But it was a whirlwind of a healing yeah. process because I mean I only knew what I had before, mm-hmm. which was rough to begin with, you know. And then having a C-section is a whole nother game. It's yeah. like yeah, okay, I was just cut open. Yeah, <laughs> a baby came out and stitched me back up. I mean, it was extremely extremely painful yes. on top of. Um, the uterine contractions mm-hmm. postpartum mm-hmm. after they were just more intense and along with having the surgery it was just I was I remember being in tears yeah. the majority of my time in the hospital just shocked at mm. this type of postpartum recovery mm-hmm. um, and feeling honestly not very well equipped into how to heal and go forward from mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. and then very similar with the twins too but yes. I was just kind of thrown into survival mode after that yeah yeah Yeah. other than a c-section being like a major abdominal surgery what would you say was the biggest what were some of the biggest differences with healing postpartum after a vaginal birth versus after having a c-section yeah i mean i would say something that i just vividly remember is um you know post-vaginal delivery i could sit up and feed Mm. the baby very easily in the night and essentially still get around as normally as possible with the exception of some discomfort Mm -hmm. uh, post delivery. Mm -hmm. But with the C-section, I mean, I, you don't have muscles to sit up with anymore. And I mean, I mean, let's be real. (laughs) Most mamas don't post having a baby. Your abs have been stretched out this whole pregnancy. Mm -hmm. You're very weak to begin with. And Mm -hmm. then to have the surgery on top of that, that was, um, I remember like, asking my husband can you please like push me up so I can feed the (laughs) baby uh, that was that was something that I remember Mm -hmm. immediately being very very difficult Mm -hmm. but just like the pain scale on top of having to pump or you know breastfeed and all of these things it was just like a whole other layer of pain and something Mm -hmm. to think about when really it's not a time to think about like yourself you're right. thinking about this new life that you brought into the world so mm-hmm. I struggled with that a lot yeah it's overwhelming I knew my body had just gone through a really excruciating thing yeah um but I had to jump into mama so yes yeah yes tell us a little bit about after you healed like eight, six to eight weeks post yeah. c-section um what was your postpartum experience like um, yeah, six weeks kind of that green light go mm-hmm. kind of from the hospital OB perspective, uh, you know, quote unquote, everything looks good. Start exercise and everything. Yeah. Um, I would say specifically post twins, the twins I knew like, um, I knew everything wasn't all right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I don't think everything's right, but I didn't also really know what 
like how to explain that right. or what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, having known Matt and Nicole here at Village um, and lots of friends being physical therapists, like I knew roughly like, OK, mm-hmm. there's some diastasis going on. Mm-hmm. Nicole had mentioned like, you know, we should maybe look into a pelvic PT, but I was in the throes of four kids under three. Yep. And I'm like, when would you like me to fit this yes. in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but now knowing what I know, I mean, to be honest, I just feel like I'm a little confused at why this isn't a part of that like mm. six week checkup. Mm-hmm. Like you may feel like you have some ab separation or you may feel like um, your vagina is falling out of you yeah. or that you're peeing your pants or I yeah. mean, all of these things that are it feels kind of like this is embarrassing to talk about, mm-hmm. but we should talk about it because I think a lot of other women are mm-hmm. experiencing the same things and we just don't have like tools Mm -hmm. to help us move forward in healing well um yeah so I think I didn't know what to ask for Mm -hmm. um but I knew I knew things weren't right yeah that makes sense yeah what was what would you say was your understanding of what was going on like if you had to describe it or explain it what did you think was going on um I think I thought I just needed to do kegels and everything would be fine okay (laughs) which I now know is not (laughs) Not always the answer. Not always the end all Mm -hmm. be all. Right. Um, But to be honest, it's like, do we even really know how to do a Kegel? Yeah. Did anyone teach you? uh, I I think somebody tried to teach me. Okay. And I think I probably thought I knew what a Kegel was. But then when I really actually learned like what my pelvic floor was and how to breathe and Mm -hmm. how to truly engage it, I'm like, this is the hardest thing I think I've ever done. Give me give me a barbell to lift a weight over breathing. I know what to do with this. Okay, so you mentioned you had friends who were PTs. You had heard of pelvic PT before. Did you have any idea or understanding of what that looked like, what that entailed? Um, Was it ever mentioned to you by your OB or your midwife? Um, I think it was briefly mentioned to me um, from my OB from me asking, but he really didn't have any place to point me to Mm -hmm. so then I kind of felt like well I don't really know who to talk to either Mm -hmm. um but I was really curious about it because knowing PT friends I was like well there's obviously like work to be done Mm -hmm. um and I know that things aren't 100% right so I you know I looked more into it um and actually I won't say her name, but (laughs) one of my friends started doing pelvic PT and she told me she's like Kelly have you gone yet? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I haven't. It just like sounds a little weird. Sure. <laughs> She's like, Kelly, this is amazing. Like it changed my life. And I had kind of run into a few other friends too. And they had said equally mm-hmm. life-changing things mm-hmm. and both said like, how is this not a part of our postpartum mm-hmm. like healing mm-hmm. process? Um, and so, yeah, here I am. I ended up like biting the bullet I'm like yeah yeah let's do this yeah and I will say it has been a very interesting experience Mm -hmm. but also like very empowering Mm -hmm. I feel like I know so much more about my body um I feel like you can you can try your hardest on your own so long to until you really need other intervention to actually look at your own anatomy and tell you what's actually going on um, I wish I hadn't put it off for so long because like we've discussed in our 
um, appointments. I've mm-hmm. dealt with a lot of other extraneous problems yeah. from, I think, possibly related to yeah. um, my pelvic floor yeah. and, I mean, probably my C-section, too, yeah. um, that I've struggled with over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And there's, I know I'm not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um other women probably struggling with a lot of things postpartum that could be prevented Mm -hmm. from having some pelvic Mm -hmm. floor care afterwards. What's been the most surprising thing to you after going through this experience? I think how comfortable I feel in the appointment. Um, With it being such like an intimate thing, Mm -hmm. I I said to my husband, like it's the first time um, I have been in this, you know, intimate position with my lady parts, as we will call it for sure. podcast sake, yeah. <laughs> um, where, you know, it's not my husband uh-huh. and it's not my OB who's trying to get a baby out of me. Mm-hmm. It's strictly for healing, helping purposes. Yes. And um, I think I was nervous what that would be like, but you have done such an amazing job at making me feel comfortable and not weird about it at all. And mm-hmm. I just never thought I would be having a conversation with you while <laughs> you're doing an examination on me the entire yeah. time. Yeah. But oddly enough, it is not uncomfortable at all. So that's awesome. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things that women are nervous about when they hear about pelvic floor PT, they hear from their friends what happens in an evaluation or what happens in a session, and it can create a lot of fear. Um, What do you feel like kind of helped you get over that? Besides the comfortability, once we we got to know each other, what do you feel like helped you take that first step? You mean to like um, start doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I've unfortunately gotten to a bad enough place in my health where I was kind of at a crossroads of like this is not sustainable mm-hmm. um there might be a listener out there who will maybe struggle or is struggling with something similar but I've suffered with chronic UTIs mm-hmm. for the last I don't know two years mm-hmm. and I'm like I can't just keep taking antibiotics every four months right. I can't just be afraid to go on a vacation and mm-hmm. not enjoy myself mm-hmm. because I'm gonna get a UTI after I mean it's just yeah it's been a I mean it affects my life dramatically yes on top of just regular life and so I think I had personally gotten to a place of like this is just no longer sustainable and I feel like I've done everything in my power outside you know of this method to try to fix it and I haven't been able to fix it so Mm -hmm. this is kind of my last line of defense I wish I had um done that sooner but Mm -hmm. I think this is just probably the value of educating people on pelvic floor PT Mm -hmm. like um that it probably should be like a frontline defense postpartum that yeah. can prevent so many of these issues moving forward. But for me, it was a last line of defense. And mm-hmm. I wish I just had known sooner mm-hmm. and made the jump sooner to mm-hmm. come in. Um, I know there's probably a million excuses us as moms can make, yes. whether yeah. it be financial or time or whatnot. But I really do believe like if we're not our best self, we can't take care of these little ones that right. God has gifted us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm now a little too late, but I'm now trying my it's best. Never to too late. Never too late. <laughs> I'm now learning that it's important to do that so I can take care of them and everybody else for mm-hmm. years to come. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. And not get a UTI at the end of it. And not get a UTI. (laughs) Yeah, can we talk about that a little bit too? So I think I hear a lot from moms or just women in general. They feel like pelvic floor PT is specifically for people who have had a baby or who are postpartum. Even like like within that first year, which isn't true. It's for all women. We all have pelvic floors. Men have pelvic floors too. Right. Um, So it's not just for people who've had a baby. So how do you feel like going through pelvic floor PT has deepened your understanding of why it is for someone who has chronic UTIs or for someone who has pain with intercourse or just has pelvic pain in general? Right. what's, What's been kind of your understanding and big takeaways with that? Yeah. I think even just because it's like, I mean, we've been told our whole life it's private parts. Yeah. So you kind of don't even think about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've noticed so much like in just our sessions together, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to really think about this and breathing into this muscle of my body that I've honestly kind of just forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But like how attuned we really need to be trained to every part of our body. Every part of our body has a purpose. Yes. And if we don't know what purpose that part serves Mm -hmm. it won't serve us well Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I have just learned so much even just I mean TMI but going to the restroom like okay I can like just breathe through this I now know how to Mm -hmm. I know that this will also benefit me like nothing drains properly if I am not relaxing properly right you know so I mean whatever I'm an open book I'll talk Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. but I mean how many people just probably don't think about it because it we've just kind of been yeah. told that it's private yeah so we don't know how to make it work well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we're gonna get a little bit deeper yeah um so you're a believer yeah so I feel like within the church and within a lot of Christian mm. communities this is a very like taboo topic and yeah. even with some people who I've interacted with like they're almost like appalled that I do this for a living yeah um why do you one why do you think that is and two have you seen that among your circle of friends among your community within your church um and what what would you say to that specifically yeah i that's a really great question um i agree i feel like we don't talk about these things enough in the church Mm -hmm. um i feel like i mean god created all of it from having a baby in the way that our anatomy was created to carry and Mm -hmm. birth Mm -hmm. and heal from having a child to how the child is made yes (laughs) and that I mean sex is a gift from the Lord Mm -hmm. and why are we not talking about this Mm -hmm. in safe Christian circles Mm -hmm. with you know older women who have lived it Mm -hmm. um, or even like we're talking about from a professional physical therapist Mm -hmm. who is trained in you know how this even works and I know we've even shared conversation yeah it's just like we kind of got married and it was a taboo topic and Mm -hmm. so kind of like we don't think about our private parts we don't think about sex until the ring is on the finger and we walk down the aisle yeah and it's kind of like okay now what now what now what (laughs) what happens from here where was the woman who walked me through yep how this happens yes yes (laughs) and I mean it's it's just so essential mm-hmm. um, and I think it absolutely needs to be brought back into a safe I, I mean I don't even know the answer on how to like have those conversations sure. safely I mm-hmm. just know that I want my boys 
to know things mm-hmm. going into marriage. Yeah. Um, I think obviously it's appropriate to teach them the confines of marriage and Absolutely. how God designed it. Yeah. But I think if they know that, it's okay to talk about the beauty of sex and marriage mm-hmm. and how God created it and what that means, like mm-hmm. on a very honestly, like mm-hmm. anatomic level. Yes. Um, I think they should know that and Mm -hmm. I think it I think it should be talked about a lot more yes so yeah thank -hmm. you for sharing (laughs) I I really appreciate that and I just know that there's a lot of women out there who have really similar stories of not knowing much or just knowing you're not supposed to do it till you're married (laughs) and then after that it's kind of like good luck you're on your own to kind of figure it out and they're not given any kinds of tools or things to equip them when different things come up and that can be really harmful for on a number of levels um but yeah I I am a firm believer that it should be talked about more and it's just not yeah I mean even when it comes down to like a woman or a man um like feeling shame Mm -hmm. if they're you know you get married and the expectation is okay like we we can do this now right and then what if it's not working Mm -hmm. what if it and i i just know that i i definitely felt like that like okay that this this is just supposed this is supposed to work what what's not working Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm still learning things 10 years into marriage Mm -hmm. about you know things that i've learned just from you in a couple weeks of having sessions with you like how to relax during intercourse Mm -hmm. and you know things that gosh Mm-hmm. I wish I had known this. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier on. Instead yeah. Of 10 years into my marriage. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like even talking about it before yeah. and like how can you prepare before? Yeah. And like even if you're not if you're not having sex, if you're choosing to abstain until you get married, there's still things that you can do that yeah. aren't sinful, that mm-hmm. aren't shameful. But there are a lot of things that you can do to help prepare your body for that and to make it a, a better experience both for you and for your partner um but yeah again most most people one don't know that that's available to yeah. them and I feel like especially within the church and within the Christian culture it's just very looked down upon and not yeah. something that's ever really talked about or yeah 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 it probably feels yeah interesting on like how to how to get there yes but I think oppositely, like we're doing a disservice to yes. our young marrieds. One hundred percent. Like, let's lean into that a little bit more and mm-hmm. see how we can serve mm-hmm. these young marrieds mm-hmm. into not feeling how many feelings that we have probably felt in our mm-hmm. own marriages, mm-hmm. um, and not let them feel shame and what you yeah. know, what have yeah. you, um, when they have avail- available resources at their fingertips mm-hmm. that could really change their marriage yeah so yeah yeah our bodies are so complex and they're confusing Mm -hmm. and anatomically there's things going on emotionally mentally hormonally there's so many components that contribute to this intimacy and to intercourse in general whatever that may look like but there's so many different aspects that kind of play a part in that and they all Mm -hmm. have to be given attention and need to be talked about so absolutely thanks for sharing your story thanks for teaching me more oh my gosh you're welcome (laughs) that's why i do what i do because no one 
very few people. I feel like it's becoming more and more talked about, mm-hmm. which is I'm so thankful for. I wish I had known all the things I know now. And right. that's a big part of why I chose this profession, specifically pelvic floor physical therapy. Like I knew I wanted to be a PT for a very long time, but never really envisioned myself going this route. And mm-hmm. because of the experience that I had, has it's drastically kind of changed the course of my career. And um, yeah just made me so passionate about educating and empowering and just communicating with mm-hmm. women and men because it's yeah. definitely not just something that women deal with it's definitely something that men also can struggle with sure. and have things in their own way that they need to work through and see a pelvic floor pt for mm-hmm. <laughs> changing lives i tell you yes thank Good you stuff. Well, Kelly, we're about to wrap up, but kind of last question for you. What would you say to a mom who is on the fence who or who's scared about going in to see a pelvic PT? Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, like I said earlier, I really do think that it is something that should be incorporated into the postpartum care of mm-hmm. a mom. Um I think that if you can get the support around you to get to a pelvic PT, I think it's going to be extremely beneficial. I think part of this kind of postpartum healing journey is that like there are so many questions and we don't even really know. I just remember as a first time mom not knowing Mm -hmm. what postpartum healing was really supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Like, is this how it's supposed to look? Mm. Is this how it's supposed to feel? Um, we even had this conversation today during my session, like, is this how my C-section scar is supposed to sit? Mm -hmm. Because honestly, it's just been this way for four years and no one else has told me anything otherwise. Right. So it's like, I think just a lay of the land, like to make sure that you are healthy, to make sure that you have the tools in your tool belt to heal properly Mm -hmm. so that you can walk into many years, many, many years again with your children, but also with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is an absolutely vital part of the postpartum process of healing that is definitely um, underappreciated. And so I wouldn't be scared. I think it also, it's like you have to find somebody that you trust. Mm -hmm. And thankfully I found you through (laughs) our friends that I, you know, I trust them so deeply. They're some Mm -hmm. of my best friends. So I'm like, I know that Erica's good if she's at Village. (laughs) So obviously highly recommend you, but you know, finding somebody that you can trust who's well recommended wherever Mm -hmm you know, that mama may be, it's not a scary process. And I think that's the hardest thing to like get your mind around is that again, like I said, it's been either like you've been seeing an OB to get this baby out, Mm -hmm. or now you're looking at your husband scared of having sex with him again. And so it's like, okay, this is a safe space. The whole purpose of you in a postpartum mother's journey is to help her get back to healthy sex, healthy exercise, healthy healing. And, um, it's a it's yeah it's a place of healing and not a place to be afraid of going to so that's what I would say to a mama yeah that's awesome thank you thank you yeah it's one of the big things too I think we you're whenever there's something 
wrong whenever you're feeling something you're not feeling well you're referred to a specialist right. so when you're pregnant your ob your midwife that's your specialist specialist that's right. who you're going to see as soon as baby's born they're passed off to the peds doctor right. and the neonatal team um that's their specialty right once you're postpartum you're no longer really falling underneath that specialty of an OB and a midwife anymore they're there to make sure that everything looks good you're healing fine anatomically Mm -hmm. everything's looking okay there's no infection if you tore your stitches are looking good but past that there's not really any carryover right and that's where we come in that's our specialty we're musculoskeletal experts that's our field and so that's why we PTs in this little niche just believe so strongly that there should be that carryover and there should be that transfer over to our specialty where we get to take over and make sure that you're healing well and can get back to doing all the things that you need to do safely. Everyone heals differently. Everyone has a different timing of when they can return to certain things, when they should return to certain things. Mm -hmm. But if no one is really guiding you in that, it could be really harmful and just prolong the healing process. Absolutely. Yeah. So vital. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you and just your willingness to be open and to share your story. And I have learned a lot from you. And I know that so many moms are just so thankful and can really resonate with what you shared today. So thanks for being for being brave and having courage (laughs) and just sharing all of the things that you've learned and that you've you've processed through so thank you for having me yeah well thanks so much for listening everyone um make sure to tune in for our next episode of project pelvic health and we'll see you soon